This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me today is Gareth Sussley. Hello. And another win in the bag for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good win actually. I feel kind of bad for Brentford because obviously they, I thought, it's not, not because I don't think Newcastle should have won but obviously being down to 10 men so early in the game made it really difficult for them. Not saying that it wasn't a red card. It was, and if there was any ref, if it was a 50-50 and it's any ref, and it's Dean, <laughs> he's 100% going to give a red card. Oh, he will, he will have been relishing that trip to the VAR oh, screen yeah. at the start His little prance. But you're right, I mean, obviously, that, that's, that really was the key moment in the game, to be honest. Obviously, after that, it made our afternoon significantly easier. I mean, as we said last week, despite Brentford, let's face it, coming into this game in pretty, pretty awful form, I was convinced that it was actually going to be quite a difficult game for us. Obviously, yeah, when they have to play 80 minutes with 10 men, that does make, you know, things uh, a lot more of a formality for us. So, can't complain there. And yeah, Josh De Silva, um, yeah, I don't think it was malicious, but it was definitely reckless. He sort of goes over the ball, really gets Matt Target on the ankle. Yeah, on on his planted foot. So, it's good news that Target obviously wasn't injured, but... Um, I mean, I say, judging by the form of, of Newcastle and how they played in that match, if he, even if he wasn't sent off because there wasn't a tackle like that, then I do believe that you know Newcastle probably still would have won. But yeah, it does, does make life a little bit easier. But it was nice to see us, you know, actually take advantage of that. It's the kind of game, you know, normally. I mean, obviously that's a gift handed to you on a plate when the opposition gets a red card so early on. Considering, you know, we're obviously still missing you know, Wilson Trippier, ASM obviously missed the trip as well. Um, given all that, you know, the fact that we were still able to fully take advantage with a, a really dominant, strong performance was really nice to see. I mean, to be honest, we arguably should have scored more than two. I mean, we had yeah. 26 shots by the end of the game. I think 11 of them were on target, you know, dominated the possession. Well, it's nice to see that Chris Woods... Like his main attempt, anyway. It, it was a good, solid attempt, and it was nice to see him getting more involved in those type of opportunities because we've not really seen that. Um, but I was also really happy that Jones had managed to get himself something because I feel a lot of the time he just gets bogged down doing like you know the rest of the team's work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know that was great to see, like proper, <laughs> incredibly considering we know how he normally is in front of goal. Proper centre forwards header. And then obviously running the length of the pitch to celebrate with the travelling Newcastle fans. And yeah, I, I mean, his form, obviously, as we've said, he's been playing midfield. He's been doing, as you said, literally all that work. But to see him actually get a goal as well, I think, um, it is so nice for him. Because I mean, I, 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 hopefully he can build on it. I, I, I still don't necessarily see him becoming a prolific player for us. But yeah, he, he absolutely could not be more deserving of that goal. Yeah, but I think the... Um the cross is coming in from Fraser to be honest I, I think he had a really really outstanding performance mm. that, that whole game 
um, in defence as well as in, in attack. And he, and he really properly put pressure on uh, uh, the defence of, of, of Brentford. So it was um, really, really important for uh, Newcastle to get in there. And the fact that you've got Jolington, who's shown that he is actually quite good in the air, as well as Wood, it, it's really nice to see. Um, and also really, really promising was the fact that Joe Willett also scored again. Yeah. So really. hopefully he's he's back on his uh, form that he was at the end of last season. Something seems to be clicking for them. And, and you know, with Wilson out and, and Wood still not quite getting there, although he did have some good chances in this match. And it was a good good save from the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I said we probably should have scored a bit more. But yeah, I mean, credit to, to their goalie, David Raya. Um, that, you know, he did make some decent saves, actually, to be fair to him, um, to keep the score down. Because, yeah, it was a good chance from Wood. And it wasn't like that other header the other week from Wood where he sort of gently just sort of cushioned it into the goalie's hands. I think, you know, he forced a proper save from the keeper. But, yeah, it was all about those Ryan Fraser deliveries, um, yeah. as he said. And that's so crucial for us with Trippier being out. We don't have many other players who can put it into the box as reliably as him, with the kind of accuracy he can. So for Fraser to be stepping up, as we know he can, because, and as I say, you know, at Bournemouth, he was an absolute assist machine. Yeah. He, he, he's starting to show as well that he can be that player again for us, which is great. It does and seem that um, the, the, the squad is managing to get the best out of the players that you have, and that they seem to be hitting that potential a little bit more. We can only hope that obviously Wood starts picking that up soon as well, but... It does seem like Jolinton obviously is is the number one um, thing we've seen, um, the biggest change I suppose. But also Willick is starting there. Obviously Fraser, Fabian Shah. I mean he did I mean, really well. I mean this is not the first time he's randomly been up at the top of the pitch. Yeah, and I mean honestly, like, you could have been forgiven for thinking that he was another centre forward. The way he, he took the ball down, held off the player who, I mean, frankly, was really trying to foul him. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned when we actually watched the footage. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, great pass to slip in Willock. And, yeah, I mean, a phenomenal finish from Joe Willock. And it was very calm, actually. I, I thought maybe he'd, he'd taken it too quickly and maybe could have had time to... Take to it. Yeah. But, no, yeah, correct decision, obviously. And, um, you know, it was, it was really nice. A, a nice shot and a nice goal. Yeah, and, and building on his goal from last week as well, as you say, it's so important for him to, yeah, hopefully maybe go on that run, like you said. It's definitely going to build from last year, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Joe Wilkes just going to be one of those players who basically doesn't score all season and then he'll score in like six, seven <laughs> games in a row, which, you know, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so, you know, that, that, was, that was great to see. And as we said, it was a really good performance, obviously held by the red card. It was good to see that we could go and do that, keep a clean sheet, really put in a commanding performance, you know, without your Wilsons, ASMs and Trippiers. Obviously, we can't get too carried away because in other games, other games are going to be tougher. They won't, they'll have 10, uh, sorry, they'll have 11 men. You know, they, they won't be in um, as sort of desperate form as Brentford have been in. But it was still, we, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. We had to take advantage and I'm beating seven now, so the longest unbeaten run that you've had for 11 years. It's can't, massive, yeah. You can't know. really sniff too much at that. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get a nosebleed. We're up to the heady heights of 14th uh, with that win, our fourth win in five games. I mean, that's... I'm not Again, I'm not going to get too carried away and say that we're safe. Um, cause, I mean, we've got some games in hand on some of the teams below us. Some of them have got games in hand on us. It's like a whole thing because obviously everyone's played 
different games because of like COVID postponements. I think basically from what we've seen is that everybody apart from the top three have been atrocious <laughs> and we have no idea really what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone from up to and including us, I think could still go down, but... I'd probably say even further above as well at the moment, but... I mean, I think you were the team directly above us. Oh. Although you're only two points ahead of us, you've got two games in hand as well. Uh, one of them you will be playing tomorrow. Hopefully you can do us a favour and beat Burnley. I'm not oh, going to lie. I hope we beat Burnley as well. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I don't have a lot of faith given the way that you are playing no. and the fact that Burnley obviously are in better form. Obviously they've won a couple of games in their last three. Mm. But yeah, I'm, obviously, I mean, I always, um, you know, as given, you know, they've kind of become something in my second team. Unless they're playing Newcastle, I, I always want Leicester to win. I doubly so <laughs> want that to be the case tomorrow because that could uh, really, you know, take the wind out of Burnley sails a little bit. But um, I have to say, on current form, I, I would back the Clarets, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, and again, actually, just back, going back to this game as well, a couple of other things that were were really nice to see. Actually, first of all, from a, from a Brentford point of view, but just from a football point of view, Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight months since this collapse at the Euros and really nice to see him come back. For a substantial amount of time as well. It was a good 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great to see. We could only hope that he can keep coming on and making these appearances for Brentford. Obviously, he's never going to be at the form that, that he was before the collapse, unfortunately. But I'm really happy that he can, and I'm sure everybody's really happy that he can still um, take part in this profession because... You know, he, he was at the top of his career. You know, and, he, like you say, even if, I mean, hopefully he can, maybe, but even if he never quite reaches the heights that we know he can do again, if he even manages to get close to that, that could be so big for Brentford because he, yeah. he was, I mean, I, I know he, I know he, by the, you know, the end of his Spurs career, you know, he, he wasn't playing too well and then he had a little bit of a mixed time um, into before going on to win the title with them and then obviously, uh, would have been key for Denmark, um, you know, had he obviously not suffered this collapse. But yeah, he he can be a massive player for Brentford, and and I really hope that he can have an impact and, and keep them up because I would I would love to see them stay in the league. Um, obviously, at the moment, it's not looking great for them. But as I said, there's six or seven teams that could go down. Hopefully, along with us, fingers crossed, they're not in the three that do end up going. Um, and it'd be a phenomenal story, <laughs> yeah, if Ericsson could have an impact and, and keep them up. Um, and then in terms of, obviously, uh, back to Newcastle, what was what was really nice to see for us in terms of uh, promising, exciting new midfielders was that, uh, that Bruno actually managed to play a more significant role. Clearly, he listened to last week's pod and, and decided to uh, to do what we asked of him. Obviously, uh, to actually play the, the actually, player that you've spent a lot of money on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, 30 minutes, it was good and he had quite a lot of touches of the ball and made 31 passes, there was only two other Brentfield's outfield players that, that had more and you know, watching him ordering around Newcastle's midfield was also like really useful to see his role in the squad mm. because you know we've been talking about it before about where he's going to fit in and the, but the fact that he's got the confidence and clearly you know the respect of the rest of the squad to be able to do that because there wasn't anyone huffing and puffing like We've seen in other teams, <laughs> Man United. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's really positive to see that there, there seems to be that that relationship that that's 
blossoming between Bruno and, and the rest of the Newcastle squad. But hopefully, again, maybe a full game next time, you know, or starting, at least start. <laughs> but yeah, and like, obviously it's still early days because, I mean, this is the only performance that we've really got to judge him on and still only about half an hour, but a lot more substantial than the you know two-minute cameos that he has been making. So, but it suggests to me that, you know, maybe he could become a bit of a leader for us in in the centre of the park. And that's something we've not really had a lot of in recent years. I mean, our he's most experienced midfielder... Well, that's, yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> our most experienced midfielder is John Joe Shelby. Isn't yeah. he your most experienced player? Certainly midfielder. Yeah, and, unless it's Dubravka. Yeah, and I mean, a leader, <laughs> Shelby is not. I mean, let's face it. He's not exactly the lead by example type. So, you know, if, if Bruno could sort of become that, that could be pretty huge as well. For I mean, again, obviously, we need to see him a lot more before we can really uh, make that judgment. But yeah, the way he was, like say, sort of bossing people around and you know getting in there, really getting involved, getting on the ball. Um, it was yeah, it was a, it was a promising uh, performance from obviously a bit more of a substantial uh, appearance. Yeah, Eddie, you know, keep giving him more game time, mate. Please, like we want to see him. <laughs> we want to see what he can do. Uh, hopefully, as you say, we'll see him. Next week against Brighton. A bit of a, a fairly light news week this week. In fact, so we're actually really sort of dipping into our story we actually uh, missed from the other week. Uh, but uh, a positive news story nonetheless. The Alan Shearer statue outside St James's Park finally going to actually be moved onto Newcastle property, um, which is, is nice. Um, basically, this is just... Uh, it's all Mike Ashley's fault, listeners. <laughs> Always is. Uh, but a bit of history, uh, if you're not aware about the statue, I mean, it was actually commissioned way back in 2006 by former chairman Freddie Shepherd, uh, a man that whose reign looks significantly better uh, as time has gone on, thanks to uh, Mike Ashley comparisons, even if he wasn't necessarily uh, a brilliant chairman in his own right. Uh, Ashley then obviously cancelled the project after he fell out with Shearer, uh, uh, as he continued to alienate Shearer, Keegan and uh, various other club legends by, well, being Mike Ashley. Um, and then... Is, yeah, that, is that your new swear word? Being <laughs> on Mike Ashley? I mean, it, to be honest, I would, I would. that's more insulting than any actual obscenity I can think of. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the project was later actually funded by Shepard himself at, uh, you know, fair enough, I mean, 250 grand it cost. Uh, this statue finished in 2016, but of course Mike actually not one to hold a grudge. Wouldn't let it be held, uh, held. Uh, wouldn't let it be placed on club grounds. So it actually ended up still next this to St James's Park. <laughs> yeah. So it ended up on on Barrack Road, which was um, I mean still outside St James's Park, but it was basically the closest they could get um, with the city council that wasn't actually on St James's Park slash Newcastle controlled property because actually being Mike Ashley wouldn't allow that. Um, so it, it's it's nice to see that it's it's going to be moved back. Oh, well, not back, it, but it's going to be moved onto actual Newcastle land outside St. James's Park. It's going to be um, outside um, the steps um, at the Gallagher's end. Um, again, it's it's easy P- to, to put my cynical hat on for a moment. It's easy PR um, for the owners and we know why you know, they, they want that. But ultimately, that doesn't mean that it isn't still good news. Uh, you know, I wonder if they, they might possibly rename 
Shearer's bar back to being Shearer's bar because uh, Ashley stripped um, Shearer's name off that as well when they fell out and renamed it to Nine Bar. Um, just, it's just, yeah, after Ashley and the way he, he alienated all of the club legends and just basically, you know, pissed on us for 15 years. <laughs> it's just, it's just nice to sort of see, you know, this, the, the sort of the club's heritage, these, you know, the, the these legendary figures, obviously, Ash, um, you know, ignoring Ashley, you know, just, yes, people like Shearer and Keegan just being brought back into the fold, it kind of restoring the club's identity, really. Um, it, it, it's nice to, to see that. I know what the title of this episode is going to be, by the way. <laughs> it's nice to see. You must have said it a million times. <laughs> I think I've said it a fair few. <laughs> Literally, you must have said yeah. it about six times just in that news piece, and it was two sentences. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I'll try to avoid it in my... Uh, <laughs> You said it twice in one sentence. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's just nice to see. Yeah. I just, is, it, is it purely? Is it purely because we've never had anything nice to say about Newcastle uh, for, for a while? The <laughs> other recent uh, matches. So all of a sudden, it's like now we don't know how to say anything positive. So all of a sudden, it, it's, it's nice to see. I mean, honestly, probably yeah. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> just it. the last month has been has been so. Just sort of lifting compared to um, just recent years. Or, you know, certainly most of the time we've been doing this podcast. I mean, God, we've been doing it about a year now, and it's we've had basically two decent spells to actually talk about, and the rest of the time has been, let's face it, frankly, quite dreadful. So, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just I'm just riding the crest of that wave. Um, Everything's nice. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, hopefully, it continues to be next week. Uh, we've got Brighton coming up uh, three three pm on Saturday. Um, and again, you know, it's obviously we're at home, so that's um, hopefully going to you know play into our hands. But and I know I said this about Brentford last week, but I think this is going to be um, a somewhat difficult game. Brighton have had a decent season in mid table. You know, they're comfortably avoiding the relegation battle, which is the first time they've really done that since they came up, they've always kind of been, you know, they've, they've certainly impressed at times on the way, but they've always kind of been in that bottom quarter and thankfully managed to stay up because I do like Brighton as a club. But this season, you know, they have moved on. And yeah, and this season is, is just a consistency. They might not necessarily be winning, but they've drawn a lot. So yes. this season, um, it just that constantly getting some points on the board. Yeah, it's nothing amazing. It's nothing drastic, but I at this point, that that's all this this season seems to require for you to be safe. That there really hasn't been, and say apart from the top three, there really hasn't been any outstanding teams to feel this season. It's just a yeah, it's very topsy turvy. You know, Tottenham will win against Man City and then do trash against Norwich. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's very hit and miss. So yeah, just that constantly getting points on the board means that they're effectively safe. I think this season. Yeah, I mean basically, yeah, they, they got off to a good start and they picked up four wins in the first five or six games. Like got off to a really strong start, which immediately obviously got them well clear of all of us lot who were, you know, stinking out the bottom of the table. <laughs> and yeah. So we we were very much one of those teams. Um, and then since then, yeah, I mean they've only maybe picked up another couple of wins since then. But like I said, just lots of single points each week. <laughs> yeah, what a draws. But, you know, they've got a good defence. I mean, they've only conceded um, 30 goals this season. 
um, which you know for the number of games played, not a bad record at all. Only a handful of games right at the t- uh, sorry, only a handful of teams right at the top of the table. You know, have actually conceded fewer um, than Brighton and, and also Wolves because Wolves are insanely good at the back. To be fair to them, but um, yeah, they're, they're they're doing well. It's it's going to be a tough one for us going forward. I mean, obviously we've got you know a fair bit of momentum coming into the game. Yeah, Willock and Joe Winton, you know, getting more confidence in front. Hopefully, we can, uh, you know, maybe put a couple past them. Uh, but yeah, a wild draw, listeners, would not surprise me. <laughs> Um, and of course as much as I don't want to relive it it is worth remembering the one all draw that we did have with them at the Amex earlier in the season I I still get PTSD flashbacks to the end of that game uh, just to refresh your memories listeners and I I'm sorry to have to do this to you and and I'm sure you've blocked it out as well (laughs) but of course this was when their goalie obviously got sent off late on Weary stunt goes in goal. We're football fans. We love seeing an outfield player go in goal. It's it's everyone's favourite thing. We've got a free kick, the chance to win our first game of the season. Last minute, outfield player in goal, free kick. John Joe Shelby stepping up. And he aimlessly floated it into the box instead of shooting. I I mean, I'm still lost for words all these months later. Even now that we look to be doing all right, we've got a good chance of being safe. <laughs> Shelby's put in the odd decent performance and scored a couple of goals since then. I'm, that will live on in my memory <laughs> forever. And it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I would really like if Newcastle could excise that PTSD. Would it be nice? It would be nice. <laughs> and also to get rid of the PTSD from two previous recent games against Brighton. Uh, last season's 3-0 defeat, which was, again, I still maintain, one of the worst Newcastle performances I've ever, it's a lot to ever seen. <laughs> and the 0-0, which was pre-COVID at St. James's Park, which I uh, was actually there for in person. It was, it was a rare chance to actually get up there and watch a match, which was great. And then it was one of the, <laughs> just the, one of the most tedious 0-0s you've ever seen. So yeah, I'm, I'm imploring you, Newcastle, if you could step up and beat the Seagulls this weekend, just to just to try and and, uh, and exercise some of those memories from my mind. That that really would be it. Would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that's this episode's theme. <laughs> In the meantime, though, uh, listeners, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave leave us a positive review, that would be absolutely fantastic. It would be really nice. <laughs> it would be nice. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, next week to uh, dissect that game and, and look ahead. I'm really looking forward to the scintillating games. That <laughs> yep, and until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problem. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.